Hey, this is Barbara Corcoran, and you're tuned in to Business Unusual. Throw away your Harvard degree and listen to me. You're going to learn a lot more. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. But first, I've interviewed thousands of people in my career, and I can tell you there are five mistakes that people make again and again and again. And so I wanted to share them with you so that if you're out looking to get an advancement or get a new job, that you could do everything right and avoid these five mistakes. Number one, a bad handshake. You know what the purpose of a handshake is? It's to make a connection with the person. It creates a first impression. It's really a gesture of friendship and good faith. It was originally meant to say, believe it or not, I'm not carrying a weapon. That was what a handshake used to be back, way, way, way back. Today it means, hey, let's be friends. There are a couple of different styles of handshakes that are amazing to me that they're still out there. One is the gorilla squeeze. I hate it. Not only do men do it, your hand is aching, but women today do it. Wrong way to go. You know what it conveys to me? I'm insecure and I don't want you to know about it. Then there's the other kind of handshake, the limp handshake. Men very often do this with women, but you know what my interpretation of it is? It means shyness, I lack confidence, or I'm very anxious. All of them the wrong messaging. What's the perfect handshake? It's the skin between your thumb and forefinger that actually makes a connection with the other guy's skin between his thumb and forefingers. Shake your own hand. You could feel that connection. When that's there, people trust you. Next, bad posture. It's amazing to me how people will walk into my office with bad posture and right away, I'm not interested in hiring them. I sit in the Shark Tank seat 10 hours a day in six inch heels with me up on my toes with a straight back with no support for my back. And I could tell you, I would never hunch over because I know the importance of bad posture. When someone walks in with slumped shoulders, I think right away they're nervous, they're bored, they have no confidence, and when they sit and have bad posture, I think right away they're also lazy. I never hire anyone with bad posture, even if it's an all-day desk job, because I don't believe that people are going to be alert or at the ready if they don't have good posture. I believe you should practice your posture before every interview so that you walk straight and when you sit in the chair, you keep a straight back. It creates such a psychological quiet impression but makes a difference between getting a job or not. Next, bad eye contact. It's amazing to me what people will do with their eyes when I'm interviewing. Eye contact, in my mind, is the best indication of self-confidence. And looking away implies a lack of respect, a lack of interest in the position, or simply an inability to concentrate. I know that eye contact is hard, especially when the person across from you is the person in power. But I think you can really practice on holding good eye contact because it's essential if you're going to be interviewing for something because it conveys that you are confident. I am frankly amazed that still today I'll be interviewing someone and their phone will ring. And I'm thinking to myself, anyone who could be that self-unaware that they didn't turn off their phone knowing they were coming in for an interview, 
Could you imagine what they'd be like if they worked for me? I would never offer that person a job. It's over. And yet I would say one in six or seven interviews I have, the phone rings. Turn off your phone. And finally, I present to you the three worst questions you could ask in any job interview. Here they come. How late do I have to work? I can't believe it when people ask me that. I think they're not going to work very hard. I mean, if you must ask about hours, there's a different way of putting it. You could say, hey, what are the typical hours? Very different than how late do I have to work, which is what so many people ask me. The next question is, how do you get raises around here? Or another version, how do people get promoted? When I hear this, I'm thinking, this person is going to be a pain in the neck. I'm going to have to give them a raise and promote them right away. The job offer never comes. A better way of saying this would be, what would be expected of me in the first year to move ahead? You hear the difference? Like night and day. And the last question, what's the vacation policy? Just don't even ask this one because it translates into how quickly can I run out the door? None of us like anybody when it's all about them. Think of all the people you know that are all about them. You don't like them. You don't want to be around them. Well, the same is true of hiring. All your questions have to be about the other guy, not about you. You're listening to Business Unusual with Barbara Corcoran. And now it's time to answer your questions on Business Unusual. Hi, Barbara. My name is Andrea, and I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio. I have a question. I got a promotion at my new job, and I felt catfished. The role isn't anything that I was promised it would be. I kind of want to go back to doing what I was doing before the promotion. I just don't really know how to go about asking the question to my boss and telling him about how unhappy I am in this new role that I got promoted into. Andrea, you could always go back to your old job if you want, if it was really a job you loved and you enjoyed every day. That's not a bad idea. That's an easy thing enough to do. The best way to tell your boss if this is what you have in mind is to simply walk in and ask him, hey, is there any way I can get my old job back? I liked it much better. That's easy to do. But before you decide to do that, why not try to make something better of your situation? You were promoted for a reason. Your boss saw something in you and he thought you were more capable. Maybe you would like the job you're in better if it offered you more challenge. Maybe you're bored. It's the challenge that creates day-to-day change in any job and keeps things interesting. Are you challenged in that job? Maybe take a few minutes to daydream about how to make your new position even better and what could be added to it to make it really interesting. Give that a little bit of thought before you decide to resign from this new job. Then you can go into your boss and say, hey, I realize the company is not taking advantage of my talents and I'd like to do more for you in the company. And here's a list of the other things I'd like to do as part of my new position. That's a little bit more powerful. That's a little bit more positive and might actually get you the job of your dreams that you really are going to be dying to come in to do every day and just so satisfied at the end of each day that you did it. That's a lot more exciting, don't you think, than just going and saying, hey, I'm not happy with my new job and I wish I could get my old job back. But I think you have another problem. And if you don't mind, I'm going to address it right between the eyes. And that is that you should work on your presentation before you make any appointment with your boss. When I listened to your question, the first thought I had was, 
she wouldn't persuade me of anything with that voice. So I think you really need to learn to speak with more confidence. It didn't come across to me. And I can tell you, you can only learn that by practicing. People tell me I speak with great authority, but I can tell you, I used to be soft-spoken and hesitant about what I wanted to ask for and be gentle and put a question mark at the end of every phrase. But I practice a lot on how to speak up and command respect. And I think you should practice that to be able to say to your boss exactly what you want to say with more command. So before you go in there, I think you should start practicing how you ask for things so that it feels strong and better than that natural on you. Learning to speak with confidence always gets you more out of every situation. You'll use it again and again. And this is one situation you'll need a lot of confidence to go in and either get your old job back, if that's what you choose to do, or go in and make a good thing of your new job and get it exactly where you want it. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Business Unusual is part of the iHeartRadio podcast network. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.